I wonder, hmm, how'd the author come up with this title? And then I make it my mission to find the answer. If you've never done that, give it a shot. It's like this little game to play because when you find it, you're like, oh, there it is, there it is. It's like you've just found Waldo. Let the adventure begin with Chris Danker Podcast. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode five. I'm your host, Chris Danker, and I'm really excited about today's episode. Last week, I shared some tips on what to do when you're feeling overwhelmed and exhausted by all that is going on in the world today. And so if you didn't have a chance to check out episode four, I would invite you to go back, give it a listen for some of those tips and suggestions. But today I'm highlighting one in particular, and that is to read a book that is uplifting, one that can make you laugh, gives you again some ideas on things that you can do to put your life back in balance and so from time to time i will be talking about books i love reading them i love attempting to write them i love buying them i especially love buying them just ask my husband one of my favorite all-time books is by yourself the effing lilies by tara schuster in fact i've put a link in the show notes if you're interested in purchasing the book You know a book is your favorite when you read it more than once. When you contemplate giving it away and at the last minute you snatch it back because you can't part with it. It's the kind of book you highlight different passages every time you read it it because it's just that good. I put this book in the category of don't overthink things. Do we have any overanalyzers in the house today? (laughs) Yeah, I see you. Well, I feel you. You get it, right? There's a part in the book that explains the title, and I love when authors do this. Every time I buy a book, I wonder, hmm, how'd the author come up with this title? And then I make it my mission to find the answer. If you've never done that, give it a shot. It's like this little game to play because when you find it, you're like, oh, there it is, there it is. It's like you've just found Waldo. So I'm going to share with you three different passages today directly from the book. So you might hear a little more jostling than usual. And so if you do, that you're hearing me um, vacillate between checking out one of the excerpts and then coming back to chat about it. So the first one that I want to share with you is when Tara was at Trader Joe's and uh, she had something happen. And this is where the title of the book comes from. She says, I would stand in the flower section of Trader Joe's debating whether I was worth $7 lilies. Lilies are my favorite flowers, aside from peonies, of course. I love how they open up with the most wonderful burst of perfume. Lilies give any room instant elegance and calming vibes. I would see the lilies, fall in love, put the flowers in my cart, circle the entire store, decide the lilies were too good for me, put the lilies back in their bucket of water, continue shopping for my weird $3 microwavable Indian dinners, only to return to the flowers and, finally, angrily, fearfully, grab them and run for the register. Then I would wait in line for what felt like a lifetime, dwelling on my decision before asking the person in front of me to hold my place, taking the lilies out of my cart and ditching them on a shelf between the kale and pita chips. After extensive thought, agonizing in various stores about every single purchase and a couple of decades of constant money stress, here is what I know. Buy the effing lilies. 
You are worth $7 lilies. You are worth the thing that instantly makes your life better. I've heard people talk about their favorite exercise class this way. I've heard people talk about an order of guacamole with their tacos this way. I've heard people talk about the $10 10-minute 10 massage at the nail salon this way. That small, pleasurable thing that makes you feel like you are treating yourself. Do not deprive yourself of this. Buy the effing lilies, take the class, order the guac, get the massage. She was being an overanalyzer, and I get it. The thinking part of our brain will tell us that we don't need the flowers. They're going to die in a week anyway. What good are they? Do we really need to spend the money on them? Then there's the feeling part of our brain that's going, but flowers are beautiful and they smell so fresh and they give me a mood boost. And even though I should buy a loaf of bread, I really want the flowers. And then the rational side comes back with, uh, you can't exactly eat the flowers. Do you even have a vase to put them in? And it goes back and forth like this over a $7 bouquet of flowers. I'm not minimizing the purchase. In reality, it is not a necessity, but in my mind, I'm thinking I will gladly drive less, walk more, and enjoy giving myself a positive mood boost. I'm buying the flowers. And I really think that's what Tara's getting at here, that we shouldn't shortchange ourselves and overanalyze and overthink those little things. Now, I don't think she's saying to just do them all the time, but when we deprive ourselves of those little pleasures, it's really um, kind of one of those things that we need to not second guess on and to just give ourselves the opportunity to enjoy something that we really like every once in a while. You know, treat yourself. So the second passage that I want to read is, this is actually my favorite one. And believe me, that's hard to really discern when there are so many great things about this book. But it's about how we think of the word busy. When someone asks you, hey, how are you doing? How often do we say, oh, I'm so busy. This is how Tara talks about being busy. No matter what you are busy with, whether it be your job, your dating life, or taking care of children or aging parents, I think we all suffer from the societal pressure to always be occupied. Busy is worn as a badge of honor these days. The busier we are, the more important we feel. But busy doesn't mean important. Busy just means you're preoccupied, and it often means you're distracted. It doesn't mean you are esteemed, fun, smart, worthy, valued, loved, appreciated, excited, or happy. Busy likely means you are not paying attention to the current moment, but instead are hustling around in a fog of things you have to do. Busy isn't special. We are all busy. So why label yourself something so common? You're better than that. It's easy to give in to other people's requests for your attention. I mean, how many of us have ever done that? It's easy to say yes to your boss, to your parents, to your friends, to the things that sound cool or are legitimately important, but it's oh so hard to say, no, I need time to myself. It's difficult not to be busy, but we must learn to spoil ourselves with the most luxurious, sacred, scarce treat of all time, which is time. Time to do nothing. Time to read. Time to take a long walk just because. I love you very much, but no one is asking you to run yourself ragged. 
There is no special prize at the end of life for the busiest. I would not be pumped if my tombstone read, here lies Tara. She was super busy with a portrait of me with a cell phone to my ear and an outstretched hand signaling, not right now, etched into marble. And so I really like the fact that, you know, she talks about the commodity of time. And another person who really talks about that a lot is Ryan Holiday. Um, he has several great books in which I will talk about one of them in the future. But he talks about, too, about the value of time. Time is something we can never get back. Once it's done, it's done. So it's really important to use our time in the best way that we see fit. And I love how Tara makes it personal. I love how she writes. It's more like having a conversation with us than simply telling us how we should be treating ourselves. So how can you make some tweaks or be less busy and more present in your life? Because really that's what it gets down to is being present. Or even what's one thing you could actually change so that you do feel more present? The last passage I want to share from this amazing book is so relatable to how I feel about the podcast, Let the Adventure Begin. She says, I think on the whole, we get way too wrapped up in the idea that to pursue our dreams, we have to throw caution to the wind. You have to be a lone entrepreneur. You have to change everything about your life now. You have to run up the staircase of your life at lightning speed, even if it means breaking your ankle and tumbling back down. Adam Grant, one of the most insightful and generous and effing smart people on earth, describes in his book, Originals, how some of the most creative and successful people kept their day jobs as they followed their dreams. The creators of Warby Parker, the founders of Google, director Ava DuVernay, Stephen King, T.S. Eliot, they all kept their day jobs even as they were pursuing their passions. Having a sense of security in one realm gives us the freedom to be original in another, Adam Grant so wisely wrote. For me, that sense of security, that safety so I can write, starts with having a little room I can call my own. And so I really like, again, how she talks about how we can pursue our passions and we know that it's completely okay to keep our day job. In fact, my feeling is that you should keep your day job as you pursue your dreams, just as Tara says. And that's how I feel about this podcast. I'm, I'm using it as um, a way to launch something that I am excited about, that I know that I'm going to pursue more um, pieces to as uh, I go along. But this is just that starting point. And um, for those of you don't, that don't know, my day job is being a middle school English teacher. And I love, I absolutely love my job. And so this allows me the chance to keep loving on my day job while also pursuing something, another passion that I enjoy. You know, honestly, there is so much more I could say about this book, but I'm going to stop for now. If you're looking for a new read and you have never dipped your toe in the self-improvement, self-help genre, start with By Yourself, The Effing Daisies by Tara Schuster. Or even if you have, this is honestly one that I keep coming back to time and time again. If you read it, drop me an email and let me know what you thought of it. You can reach me at gettoit11 at gmail.com. I would also love to connect on 
Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out the show notes to see how we can make that happen. I bid you farewell until next week. And I want you to let your adventure begin. Peace.